Good morning, marketers, and welcome to the If You Market podcast brought to you by Mountaintop Data and Joto PR. We are the only podcast that markets the shit out of it. I'm Sky Cassidy, and today we'll be talking with Dan Nelkin of Nelkin Creative about humor in copywriting. One of my favorite subjects. I went and hunted Dan down. I love this subject. I'm so happy. We've, we've mentioned it in past episodes, but we've never really had somebody that could dig into this the way, uh, way I plan on doing with Dan today. So Dan's worked with some of the most creative ad agencies in Canada. We can insert like the butter on bum right there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, some of the world's largest brands. And he's worked for startups that have uh, raised billions, I believe. Billions. Billions <laughs> of dollars. And uh, we're really happy to have you on Dave, today, Dan. Thanks. Oh, man, I've been looking forward to it. So and looking forward to this chat for sure. And uh, one of my favorite subjects, uh, I think, it should be fun. Yeah, that's the whole point, right? Is yeah. More things should be fun. I um, started proselytizing. I do not know how long ago on this show that marketing departments need to have a comedian on staff. <laughs> They're so cheap. Like they're going out and doing open mic nights. And it's like, if you offer them five bucks a joke, they'll probably write for you. Um, There's there's so many parallels to like good stand-up comics and good copywriting. Um, I think, you know, people, I think when I started my career too, I think I thought funny was doing something no one had ever like thought of or something way out there. But when you realize it's just, human truths. It's just observations on human truths. And I think the best marketing when you're selling a product is finding the truths related to your product and your product category. And that's what comedians do so well. Um, they take the everyday and they twist it. It's not, they're not inventing new truths. They're just, so I think we wouldn't laugh if it wasn't relatable right. in some way. And they typically distill it down, which in copywriting, you can't have a five page funny story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, sorry, but keep it to a tweet, kind of do a haiku and make yeah. it funny. But uh, and comedians are good at that. They, they even, only get a couple jokes sometimes. Yeah, they, they don't have much time. And think of punch punchlines. It's the same way you want to structure your writing, whether it's a joke or whatever you want to emphasize. You want to move it to the end of your sentence in writing. It uh, doesn't always have to be funny, but that's what comics do well. I think we could learn a ton from them. So I think the episode's done. Go hire yeah. a stand-up. Go down to your local open mic night and offer somebody a uh, a, a job. Um, yeah, get a get a stand-up on staff. The end. Uh, yeah. No, so so humor and copywriting. A lot of people think they're funny, yeah, and then they try to write copy or they're putting out stuff, and it can either be offensive or it can be just not land with anybody, or they think they're funny because they are really into puns, <laughs> and it doesn't necessarily help the marketing. Um, where, where do you want to start, I guess, with this, with this topic of humor and copywriting? Well, I, I think we can talk about, especially the last few years, uh, brands have been taking themselves way too seriously. Um, and I think it, it's kind of like, uh, it's a weapon and you kind of go against the grain. And I think the point of all marketing and advertising is to, to stand out. There's a, there's a great line by a guy. He, I don't know if he still works there, but he used to work for office max. And he said, uh, all advertising is unwanted. So if you, if you're going <laughs> to crash the party, you better bring champagne. Yeah. All advertising is spam. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I mean, I think even people who work in marketing and advertising, I mean, we're not, we're skipping ads on YouTube. 
So well, the reason we have content, the Lone yeah. Ranger was created because you didn't want to watch the soap ads. If the soap mm -hmm. ads were awesome, you wouldn't yeah. get the content. You just get the ads. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, nobody really wants them. So I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I think um, you say brands have gone like serious. I think they've gone kind of what they've split and gone one direction or the other. Cause I think some brands, some of the best commercials on TV are formerly boring products that realized they were boring. So mm -hmm. some brands have gone um, and frequently it's a, they followed the why and said, well, now we need to have some sort of greater cause. And so that's going to be our super boring commercial about right. nothing about our product or our clients yeah. or anything like that. And the other brands, the super boring products, insurance is a huge one. Mm -hmm. Like they have all exploded in the humor direction. And now they're all their commercials are just like, oh, we'll make a joke and then ding, throw up our, our insurance logo. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, that says two things to me. There's a lot of funny copywriters out there. I think there's a lot of brands who don't go there or too afraid to go there. Um, and that I think, you know, brands like that are recognizing there's real opportunity in doing this. But I, I guess I, I was more referencing like through COVID and politics that have dominated headlines, just felt like every brand felt the need to comment on that. I was like, I don't want that from you. Right. Uh, and well, I, that's I just, a serious why I would say, but yes, progressive yes. insurance. I haven't seen, oh, yeah. like, you know, they make these, funny all the insurance Geico. companies basically yeah. yeah yeah totally um i just said let's go the humor route which is probably yeah. a lot more appreciated than the yeah the constant like i don't need sure. to know where my breakfast cereal stands on these great world issues just try not to poison me with sugar yes exactly yeah provide value in some way and then humor's uh one way to do that uh instead of just talking about yourself which a lot of brands uh, of all sizes do so it seems like humor though can be dangerous in that I mean, a lot of big brands probably would never, they're not willing to go the humor route because there's a committee of 50 people that have to approve <laughs> the commercial and you can't really get a bunch of people to agree on humor. You kind of have oh, yeah. to take one person and trust them and say, write the joke. If you do everybody write one word of the joke, it's, yeah. you know, it's no joke. No, no, I know. I think, I think one problem with, with big brands, I'd say all brands, is they think everybody needs to laugh at the joke when they would rather throw something that made 50% of their audience laugh, like just right. throw it out um, because it doesn't hit a hundred percent. But I mean, it's like choosing a restaurant. Like it can be hard with one person to pick a restaurant you love. You add 20 <laughs> people that you're going to end up in a very bland place. Right. No, right. You know, so Geico yeah. has this strategy where, and I think they may have kind of originated and everybody followed them with a humor route in an insurance market. They seem to do it really well in that it almost seems like they say, let's have 10 writers and each one has their own piece of property and comes up with a concept that they own and they can flush out because, yeah, everyone has their least favorite and most favorite Geico commercial. It's like, mm -hmm. I hate that one. I hate that one. I hate that one. Oh, this one's good. It's like, mm -hmm. that's all they're really looking for yeah. is in any marketing message. I see that with standard messaging. Forget the humor. People will think this message has to get everyone. And I say, no, yeah. no, no. Make 20 messages. And. Yes. This one gets, if they each get, you know, 2% of your audience, then you got 40% of the audience that likes the message eventually. Yes. I think every piece of communication is, is like a, a brick and you can't look at one and be like, well, this flopped, uh, let's change direction. Like yeah. this only got us a couple deals. What about the other 98% yeah. of the potential market? Well, 
make another creative. Yeah, program. yeah. This isn't it. Yeah, this isn't everything. It's one thing. Mm. Yeah. So humor can miss and still hit as long as it hits with somebody. Yeah, I think so. And as long as it's not offending anyone. It does more good than harm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even <laughs> I, I was looking, I had a, I have a newsletter, which maybe we'll talk about later or it's in the show notes. I, I, but uh, at one point I, I had a, a subject line that said, when Karen's attack. Hmm. And, uh, I, you know, I thought it was kind of funny and I was going to go into like, you know. There's bad. a lot of people named Karen out there. You watch Dude, out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I looked into it just to research because it was something as much as I thought it was funny and Something like 35 years ago, uh, there were 40,000 people born or named Karen. There was like 600 or something last year. On top of that, the amount of bullying of young girls named Karen. So I was just like, I can't do it. And I actually, someone had messaged me, another writer, and said they liked that newsletter and said something about the subject line. I said, oh, this is the other one. And they were like, oh, you should have gone with that. And uh it was funnier, I think, but when I gave him that information, he was like, oh yeah, good call. Uh, so yeah, I think that's like, you have to be, especially as brands, you are a target, bigger you are, the bigger the target, and you have to be responsible with, with your humor and all yeah, your By messaging. the way, this episode's sponsored by Dave Chappelle and Netflix. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I felt, felt I had to, had to mention that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so go ahead and send us a cease and desist. Obviously, that was a joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so getting in, I mean, there's the general convincing people, hey, try using humor. Yeah. And then there's the actual, oh, wait, try using humor. <laughs> like, you got to come up with a concept. You got to come up with. So I feel like there's two ways to approach it, maybe. And that's add a little humor to your existing copywriting. Mm-hmm. And then there's come up with a humorous concept for a campaign um do you have a preference in those two areas do they don't have the, the, the they have their own place how would you go about that well i think it's hard to just write funny you know i think for most pe- people <laughs> uh i mean the people who don't know who think they're funny and aren't funny they have no problem with them um, <laughs> if you're not funny you can write funny <laughs> yeah it's it's really easy um I think, you know, you kind of need a reason for, for being your brand. You do have to know your brand. You have to know the opportunities where you can be funny. What are you against? What are your values as a brand? Um, who are your enemies, which maybe we get into in this, if I share some examples later. Um, all of that will be like fodder and you'll just kind of be a radar on for these observations. So I think any, any writing, you don't start with writing. And sitting down, I'm going to write some jokes. Uh, you do come up with observations and insights and you start thinking first, and then you have some material to work with. It probably comes out pretty straight at first. And then you have to like craft it and, and you get better at it. You know, you don't walk into a gym and see someone lifting some serious weight and try and do it and say, Oh, well, I'm not strong. Right. Um, I think it's the same. People start to write or be creative you know, nothing happens within eight seconds and they start to panic and you know, the inner critic kicks in and they're like, well, I guess I'm not creative. And I don't uh, have a joke yet. I yeah, no, yes. I'm terrible. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You do get better at it, but I think, uh, you know, if you know, you're not good, uh, uh, hire a copywriter that could, that would yeah. help. Yeah, get a stand-up comic. Get there a, are I mean, a stand-up comic. Again, you're not going They're out probably and cheaper. somebody's name you recognize, but yeah, you know, even the guys who are 
no one knows who they are yet and they're at the local deli smoker doing stand-up night um can probably punch some stuff up with a little yeah. humor but here, what about a, i think oh. i'm gonna put it in my profile yeah put it in yours okay uh, and hopefully again all the lawsuits are going to abound from humor but um mm -hmm. i think i'm going to start declaring that i uh, am a writer for laffy taffy a writer for laffy taffy <laughs> they have the best jokes if you've uh, ever yeah. read a laffy taffy joke it's like a collection of all the worst like four-year-old jokes you've ever heard. Yeah. Well, are they puns? <laughs> They're puns. They're just everything bad yeah. you can imagine. So, <laughs> I remember, I think we did a campaign one time. Yeah. We, we either did it or talked about doing it and never quite pulled it off where um, we just in the, each campaign, we'd have our pitch, but we would start or either start or finish just with a little like, hey, here's a, here's a Laffy Taffy joke. Mm -hmm. Boom. Mm -hmm. but you know, that's it and now let's tell you about a product Come well one, one thing I'll, I'll say there is like and a tip for people is to make sure the humor comes out of the product um it's not just funny and then you're tacking it on i don't know if you, you remember the uh, taco bell stuff yokito yokito mm -hmm. taco bell the little chihuahua right uh through the like, course of that campaign sales went down but actually the sales of chihuahuas went up uh, which wasn't their product uh, so yeah i think you have to make it about your product and, and make sure the humor is born out of uh, product insights uh, whether it's your targets uh, or the product or service itself fast food i think uh maybe i think it's jack in the box they had some hilarious oh, yeah. with like the stoner just kind of subtly recognizing yes 99% of the people who eat at a restaurant are stoned. <laughs> but what they, they did stuff when they created Jack, who the guy who the copywriter who wrote that was J the voice of Jack and Jack. He's, I, I, I won't say his name because uh, I might get it wrong. Um, he's amazing. He's I heard he basically wrote himself in so that he's like, he gets the royalties on oh, yeah. like he's involved he just, in everything he was just the 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 man for the job yep. the, they were so funny and one of his best skills uh is like with jack in the box they had jack talking to a bunch of school kids in one commercial and when this little girl puts up her hand and says jack how do you know uh if you're a lesbian and uh he's sitting there and he just i don't know the names of their burgers but he's like well let me tell you about our whatever burger and he just all about product but the setup was kind of this girl he obviously didn't have an answer for that right. there was early on i think it was like salmonella from some of their burgers i think someone died in oh yeah Seattle. they had an instance in maybe the late 90s early 2000s yeah with the burger yeah and one of the commercials coming out of that after like you know they went quiet for a while was jack in the box character had a burger and was like, Hey, you should try this burger. And this guy was scared of it and started running away from him. And he was chasing him over fences and pinned him down and shoved it in his mouth. And, you know, they didn't hide from it. They embraced it. And they had a lot of like messaging around what happened, but they also kind of ran, ran with humor and you know, Jack in the box was great. That's tough to come back from. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they did. Yeah. So there is a lot. I find myself watching commercials more than the shows frequently just to see how good or bad. Like my least favorite commercials are probably car commercials. Oh, they're the worst. The boring product and they're terrible now. They don't even tell you like, here's the APR you're going to get in the miles per gallon now. They're just like, here's some puppies. Here's this. Nothing to do with the car. Here's yeah. that. Nothing. All cars are good. I think they <laughs> haven't matured 
it wasn't long enough ago that they had actual distinguishing features from the competition. So they were like, oh, we can do this and this and that. Um, even trucks have gotten away from like towing capacity. Yeah, forget about it. They all can do all the great stuff now. Mm-hmm. Cars got to a commodity point, basically, where they're all good. So there's no longer a need to highlight any of the product features, but they haven't figured it out yet, it seems like. So they've gone the Y route. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. find us, find some comedy, <laughs> please. Well, you, you can you can sl- just switch logos around for most cars. Like, yeah. There's nothing that stands out. Volkswagen is the one that consistently over the years uh, has, has done great work. That's been funny, uh, smart. Uh, they've done interesting work. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they had awesome. a scandal also. Maybe you need a big scandal in order to get funny. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you know, Volkswagen, the task was like an agency in New York in, in the 50s. We're like, how do we sell a German car after World War II to <laughs> a lot of Jewish people here in New York? Uh, and yeah, they pulled it off. There's all kinds of stories from back in the day. And they, they went the humor route and they they kind of embraced their dirt because it was like the, you know, the Volkswagen Beetle, even calling it a Beetle and everyone was calling their cars Mustangs and this and that. They were just like, you know, kind of normal and imperfect, which really worked for them. Everyone else on every other channel is like just showing their perfect side, never showing their cracks. And I think Volkswagen is one brand that's, stood out but otherwise yeah i, I agree completely the autom- I, I my least favorite uh, is category is automotive commercials to watch yeah they yeah, ho- yeah. hopefully yes. they'll mature into something interesting at some point yes I, either give me information i can use or make it interesting but they're just been ter- terribly boring to watch yeah. um so i'd like to make sure the listeners like i want to give them um we're going to do a lot of fun philosophical talk about humor here a lot of convincing maybe listeners to please consider using humor do not be a car commercial um but i'd like to get into some some nuts and bolts of it too like can you give us the equation for good humor basically well uh no um but i think i can help a little bit you know whether you can't afford a copywriter or a comedian um, and just, just some tips to add some personality to your writing. I, I can give you so the listeners some structures and then different angles that they can kind of work into. I like um, that add personality. And you mentioned before that your, your humor should be within the personality of your company. So just having yeah. some, you know, maybe that's why we didn't use the Laffy Taffy. It was like, well, this isn't, mm. this is just kind of stapling on a joke to see like, look now watch our pitch uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> this is our lone ranger and it's a really bad yeah one <laughs> uh, 10 seconds of lone ranger and then a half hour uh, commercial um and it's a terrible show but yeah using the personality of the of the company and having a personality that you're sticking true to yeah with with your humor it seems if you think your company has a personality and there's no humor in there then it's got to be a pretty shitty personality. <laughs> I can't yeah. think of many people are I'm like, yeah. that guy has a great personality and there's yeah. no humor involved no, in it. He's not funny though. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, yeah. one flew over the cuckoo's nest, his personality yeah. when he gets the lobotomy is not great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I know. It, and, and I think with uh, your personality, if you have a list, most companies have like, you know, three or four words. I don't think many have the word funny in there and I think that's okay, but 
you know, you can take it from a different trait. If you're bold, an easy one is like a hot sauce, then your personality can be bold. So your humor would be bold. So you're taking it out of one of the traits and personality traits of your brand. Sometimes it's funny, not always. And make so, one of the traits, maybe like second funniest guy in the room. Yeah. Second funniest. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So I, maybe what I'll do, I, I collected some stuffs and uh, I'll go through some structures for people and by this way, will that's make me you... right now i'm by default the second funniest guy in the room i don't know about two that. of us no so. i don't know about that god i hope so otherwise why are you on the show man i guess that's a good point <laughs> i'm very serious about this <laughs> i'm serious okay. about humor now let's get down to the points here bullet points when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, I'm going to share some examples uh, from other people uh, who are funnier than both of us, maybe. Uh, and then some from me that show I'm funnier than you and prove it. Um, okay, uh, so, so this first technique is called, oh, I call it uh, a list and twist. And this is when you um, list at least uh, two or three items and the last one is twisted. And so you can play with a contrast where they're kind of straight. Uh, so a lot of people you'll see do this in, in their bios and you can do this on your social media bios or if it's for your company to uh, straight kind of descriptors and then twist the last one. So um, let you, me give an yeah. example of this for you from your bio, if I remember oh, yeah. correctly, yeah. it talks about um, where your work has been shown, like, uh, oh, your oh, work yeah. has been in award shows and it's been here and been there and it's been on your mom's fridge. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Okay. Uh, and those are fun. Like, so Ellen DeGeneres on Twitter, she has a comedian talk show host, ice road trucker. Um, and uh, I thought there's... I was going to say terrible person <laughs> <laughs> to work for. I, she needs to update it. That would uh, be a, a great it... one for her to add. I'd give her credit if she did. Yes, that. yes, true. Yeah. That's uh, embracing your dirt. There you go. That's uh, something we might cover. Uh, there was a headline for the uh, Denver Museum of, of Science. They did a, a, like a feature on uh, the Amazon. And the, the headline was, when you travel down the Amazon, you're one of three things, fishermen, tourist, or dinner. Um, and then I, I, use, I, always, I use them often. So uh, I'll say, subscribe to my newsletter for tips on copywriting, creativity, and the mating rituals of the European water vole. Uh, which is pretty ridiculous. I think the so you one have a thing a whole bunch of people interested in European water voles in your newsletter, and you're like, "crap, wrong." <laughs> you know what's great about doing this? Like, even if uh, most people think it's stupid, um, I have got messages from people saying, "Really disappointed. You promised water vole content." Um, it just, <laughs> man, it's so fun. Um, and I think one thing with that, the mating rituals of the European water vole, or Ellen DeGeneres going ice road trucker. It wasn't just trucker. Uh, I didn't use just vol. Uh, right. Specificity, specific. specificity mm. is is funny. Uh, it can add add humor. Um, right. I'm actually going to add that as I know you're saying listen twist is kind of a technique, but spe be specific. Um, I've heard that from many comedians yeah. saying like, hey, the point of the joke is you don't mention a cracker. You have to say the brand of cracker or uh, yeah. like get very specific. I think it's um, Jerry Seinfeld who said, you know, when he started comedy, he said, if I could, as long as I can afford a jar of Skippy peanut butter and a loaf of 
Wonder Bread, I'd be happy. And he did name the specific brands exactly what you're saying. Uh, it did make it funnier than just peanut butter and bread. Hmm. You know what? I think I didn't realize it, but I do this in my own bio. I believe it's still there. I haven't looked at it in a long time, but I think my final mention is that I am a color commentator for it's either ping pong or like amateur ping pong or something like that. I throw in something, although I have done that in office, I have color commentated our, our, our company tournaments. So nice. Partially true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think people can, do something say something weird and, and kind of out there um i think if it's if it's a truth it's, it's better if there's something you're interested in if it's knitting you can make up that you knit pants for squirrels like right. just, don't just, just say knitting put yes. something specific again yeah and if in- you can't come up with anything then just put knitting because it would be better than something that's really strange so one of the most effective creatives i've ever seen mm-hmm. and it's it's now been so heavily used i think it's totally crapped out <laughs> um but it, it was effective for probably at least a decade um was the creative that is following up to a previous message saying hey i didn't hear back from you are you not interested busy <laughs> or and then there'd be the third yeah, one, yeah, like, yeah. like your desk fell on you and you need help let me know and i'll come yeah. with a you know, yeah. crane lift or some, some sort of a reason you physically can't get back yeah. to them. Yeah. And as kind of terrible as it is, it's the same technique. And totally. we were using it a decade ago and we probably used it for like five years straight. Mm-hmm. And as bad of a creative as I thought it was, we kept using it year after year because it was still effective. And people be like, yeah. that's hilarious. Funniest thing I've seen. And we're like, we've been using this for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's yeah. effective. Yeah, it is. I think it's it's like a it's misdirect, uh, mm-hmm. and I think because it, it's familiar to uh, you, just think you know where it's going, and it kind of works every time. Mm-hmm. You can even do it with a partner if you have a partner and you have a shared grocery list. Just add some things to the end that I'm not expecting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They'll come home with them. That was really hard. To yeah. Find. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you. When uh, humor goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That's our follow up. You got a Doberman. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, we do uh, what you put on that list. Yes. Yes. That's true. Uh, there's a, so one more. This is kind of an easy one for people who aren't funny. Um, twist a uh, popular saying. Uh, it's, oh, I, I think. Some people will say, just use cliches and quotes. I, I never do, not in a headline, but I think you take that borrowed interest, it's popular and you twist it. I'll give some examples of some, some brands who have done that. Uh, so this one is for uh, ABC TV. They were promoting uh, their comedy shows and they had a headline that was, laughter is the best medicine. Unless you're really sick, then you should call 911. Yeah, um, that's great. Yeah. So they're starting out with something common. You think, you know, where it's going. Uh, there was one on a veterinary clinic, the sign kind of, you know, outside um, that said, it's all fun and games until someone ends up in a cone. Uh, there's a bakery that God never said, give us this day, our daily kale. So if you're going to do this, uh, yeah, I think you can list things related. If it's, you have an active product, list quotes, uh, sayings related to sweat, getting sweaty, um, right. And then list like just any quotes and then just look for ways you can twist them and add in something that's related to your product. I um, love that twisting a quote. Yeah. Cause you're yeah. using something that people already recognize so yeah. they have the familiar and then, um, you're making it 
specifically relevant to your product. That seems like it's almost an equation. Like, hey, just go yeah. find a quote, twist it yeah. to your product. Boom, funny, familiar, short, nailed it. But don't do something like keep calm and pad and podcast on or something like oh, that. Like, yeah, please don't use the keep calm one. I've seen that so oh many God, times. I hate it. <laughs> uh, what's one thing I would say is just whatever you come up with, um, just do a Google image search. Mm. And, and if you see a lot of it, it's, you think it's, really it's funny bad. and yeah, then yeah. you find out it's crapped out. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Oh, I get- I, the keep calm one. I had to search years and years ago where that was. I didn't even know where it was from. I yeah. just started seeing it so much. I was like, uh-huh. okay, what's the origin of this? And it, going back to world war two, I think is the original source. Right. Yeah. And it, it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> People mm-hmm. have been crapping this out for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's, there's lots. There's uh, just twisting one word. There was one I saw. It was this, this kid who did I, every day for a year, he challenged himself to, to write a, a headline. And uh, he had one for Tic Tac breath mints that just said, you lost me at hello. Uh, so, 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 <laughs> That's good. Yeah. 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 So you're just taking something that exists and injecting a word or something to, to make it your own. Damn, that could sell a lot of Tic Tacs. That's going to be stuck in my mind now. <laughs> I hope the kid got a job. I don't. I don't know. If you can write lines like that, okay, somebody go find that kid because if he <laughs> doesn't have a job, you got some golden headlines here. Yeah. So, you yeah. mentioned headlines several times. Yeah. Are we talking primarily headlines for this? Is it for headlines and for the main copy, whether it's email copy, website copy, tweets? What's What's the, I guess, main target people should be thinking about for humor? Or is there one? No, I mean, I, I'm using the word headlines because uh, I'm trying to sell a book here. No, I'm not. I'm not I, <laughs> well, you do have well, a book coming out. Well, it is about headlines. So that's why that's where these examples come from. But you, nobody has to buy my book. I, I, I enjoy talking about this. Uh, I, I just want you to add more personality to the world. Um, that's my mission here. Nobody um, has to buy your book, but you will kill a puppy if they don't. Yes, every day. Yeah, so every single day Think about it that way. And he's just going <laughs> to guess whether you bought it or not. So you better make sure he knows. I'm, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm using headlines just because in, in the world of copywriting and ad agencies, they don't do a lot of, I'll say uh, professional development or building your craft once you're in. And uh, it's something we have to do a lot. So whether it's a billboard, it could be a subject line in an email. It could be a line of copy anywhere, um, an Instagram post, a tweet. Uh, I keep using the word headlines because it's kind of. It is the first impression, mind, but... though. If you don't, if we go to emails, the yeah. subject line, if you don't get them with the subject line, there is nothing else. They don't yeah. open. It's yeah. like if your book's title sucks, Dan, mm-hmm. nobody's mm-hmm. going to open mm-hmm. it. So Uh-oh. you got to have a good, uh, you might want to go back and revisit. You got to have a good title. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Thanks. Um, yeah. I mean, you lost me at hello as a subject line in an email. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think would have a good open rate. Now you better have relevant content because I want to use that just to get the open rate. Then I realize, ah, shit, we have a law. The body of the email actually has to fit the subject line. Yeah, so now yeah. I got to somehow match that. <laughs> um, okay, I got I got a couple more for you. Okay, uh, this one is uh, just called uh, it's called the smile. I also call it the the mullet, where it's like business in the front, kind of party in the back, so you get the straight message up front. And this is like when you have a really good offer or a sale um, or, you know, it, just a straight message that you need to communicate a sponsorship ad. Uh, so you could do 50% off, you know, everything must go except Agnes in accounting. She stays. 
Um, we're proud to support the LGBTQ community, even when there isn't a parade. Uh, take a strong stance against global warming, uh, order some pizza or something. That is something I wrote all of those for different clients. That last one was for a, was an Enviro visa that anything uh, you purchased uh, some points went to some environmental fund. And, and so we, uh, we made fun of it and they were, they were fine with that. Um, so as long as the but, straight message is short enough. I yes. Mean, and, and I always tell people the thing you want people to get to is basically don't put it below the fold in an email mm -hmm. that is, if they have to scroll down to get to the punchline, they're not getting to the punchline. Yes. The paragraph of serious stuff. Totally. Yeah. Bud Light did one. It was um, just picture their beer and it said, please enjoy responsibly. The internet never forgets. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was like three words off the top to get the message. They, they, you know, obviously have to produce a certain amount of, of content related to responsible drinking. Um and then they just add a little twist to fit in. And they've done some great stuff over the years. Um, so yeah, that I call uh, the smile or, or the mullet, um, just to add some personality to something very straight, but get the harder working, important message up front. And if you are writing for a client, a lot of times they feel like their product is buried. Uh, and this is a way to kind of give them what they want. And they may feel relaxed and heard and and then let you have fun uh, so the, the humor is the chaser here it's like yeah. okay you got to you have the medicine and now we're going to have a chaser yeah. to wash it down i love i love the mullet don't call it the smile mullet okay. got humor built right in yeah, yeah right. my wife tells me i i recently grew a mohawk yeah like humor visual humor <laughs> yeah. especially when during covid i did it you'd take the buzzers and do it yourself so the back uh, yeah. you don't get to see and it's just <laughs> this crazy raccoon tail of a mullet on the back of your head and you don't know it um so everybody gets to laugh behind your back naturally since that's when that <laughs> do yeah. you do you and is it sticking how high does it go when you go out sometimes you, you don't I look was, like this i went to an out? official <laughs> event yeah. and uh, i'll frequently just put on a hat uh, so I went to a wedding and I stood it up for the wedding. Yeah. Um, but normally I follow the belief that if you're going to be punk rock and mm -hmm. mullet is kind of punk rock, mm -hmm. spending three hours standing your hair up and coloring it every day isn't very punk. I don't know. <laughs> that just seems like you're you have this regiment you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. How is that sticking it to the man? I'm like, no, I'm going to wake up and be yeah. full, like, like last of the Mohicans, just however I roll out of bed. I love it. Day. Yeah. I love it. And then sometimes the Chia pet grows in on the side. And I, you know, if you're going to tell people with your hair that you don't give an F, then you can't spend all day showing them that. <laughs> like that's a little I, bit too much effort to tell them that you don't care. I do that with my breath. <laughs> just, like, just, like, just give it give it up oh <laughs> yeah back to the uh it's a good throwback now what oh, about that throwbacks that's big uh, in comedy right yeah the room for that in copywriting is there time in a message to do a throwback? yeah 100 percent. i mean it was so i would say this maybe applies more uh like radio tv scripts um Instagram posts, wherever you have kind of longer copy. And, and usually the rule is like, if you have a headline or your subject line and an email, the first line of, of copy is a bridge from that line. And the very last line should tie into where you started. It keeps you focused. So it's all about one thing. Uh, so, you know, I think too many brands and people want to get everything into a message. 
Um, this keeps you focused. One thing, there's a, an analogy, like if I throw uh, eight ping pong balls at you, how many will you catch? You know, you kind of be panicked and probably catch none. If I throw one at you, you're more likely to catch this thing. Yeah. Uh, so it's the same, same with copywriting. It goes uh, back to be specific again, Jerry Seinfeld, if he's, if in his thing, not only did he say the specific brand of peanut butter and bread, if he just said like, put one food on another food, like mm -hmm. the more generic mm -hmm. you get, the more general you get, the less interesting, the less funny, yeah. the, the more yeah. personality less and humorless you're getting. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, so it seems, I mean, I joked about you giving us equations for humor, but <laughs> a lot of this stuff, there is very much a, oh yes, you're going to start with this later. You're going to come back to it. Yeah. Like uh -huh. for people who have a hard time with humor, which is really everybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, the greatest stand up comics, probably 1% of their jokes make the stage. So mm -hmm. don't feel bad if <laughs> your stuff isn't all landing, you just need to create more stuff and test yeah. it, and tweak it and stuff. And yeah. Uh, it's, it's uh, nobody's jokes all land very well. I think most people would be shocked at how many headlines or scripts for TV or radio, or whatever are written at like some of the top agencies. They say that the rule of thumb is for every great headline, you have to write a hundred. Um, this is like pretty common through the advertising industry. So yeah, you build a muscle doing that. Um, you can get a bit quicker, but I, I think, um, you know, too many people think of creativity as magic. Uh, I think like the end result can kind of feel magical, but there's a lot of structure and process. Speaking mm -hmm. of Seinfeld, man, that guy is, is a, like a robot with trial how he approaches and error, his trial right. And error, trial and error. These comedians go out. I live in LA. They go out to the comedy places for like a year ahead of time, testing yeah. material, seeing how crowds react to it, revising mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. tweaking it throwing stuff out because they thought it was hilarious but nobody else did yeah like i'd say uh, maybe andy kaufman is not the best role model if you're going to write humor for marketing yeah because no. if you're the only one laughing and the joke is on the audience eh. yeah. <laughs> yeah seinfeld is great like he has he has some great lines i don't have them in front of me but it, just his ob observations um what does he say if I never order the specials at a restaurant. If they're so special, why aren't they on the menu? Um, okay, and, that I hadn't heard that one, but I tell people all the time not to order the specials because I cooked right. at a bar and grill in college. <laughs> and I would say don't order the special at a regular restaurant because yeah, yeah. that's the thing the cook has no experience cooking. Right. Like or most it's like, of the stuff you cook, you cook a burger at a burger place. Okay, the guy's yeah. cooking burgers all day so he can get it good. <laughs> make some weird special sandwich yeah i was messing up the special every damn time because i only yeah. made it once in my life mm -hmm. a pad right. thai from from gary yeah uh, like don't know. order the special at the burger joint for god's <laughs> it's, yeah it's like all, all the ingredients they're like well this is going bad we better yeah. make make something special here gary uh, yeah, <laughs> don't order the specials. Um, I hadn't heard that one, but he's absolutely right, and for many reasons. But uh, yeah. do not order the special. Yeah, like what, what was? Well, I got I got one more rolling around in my brain. Um, there's no such thing as fun for the whole family. It's another one <laughs> that he had said. Um, but th like those, you could easily attach those to kind of brands, uh, and they could be great headlines for something. So he's he's a great one to watch. He also doesn't. You know, he's not vulgar, doesn't swear. He's quite respectful. They're just funny observations that are relate relatable. So I want to take a quick break here. But when yeah. we come back, you say he's not vulgar, doesn't swear. There's mm -hmm. been this explosion of 
brand personalities, particularly in B2B, not consumer, I think, but in B2B being like, oh, our personality is going to be in your face and vulgar. And, and I say that, and I, then I'm realizing, oh, wait, the tagline for our show, we're doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, we're adults in B2B, so we can say yeah. shit and fuck and stuff like that. And it's, it's cool. Yeah. Um, but some people, you get some of the most famous B2B people out there and not even B2B, like you get Gary V and his whole mm-hmm. brand is every other word <laughs> is an F-bomb. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who just are constantly using swear words. I had yeah. in there. Does your book title have a swear word in it? No. Okay. Uh, wow. Come on, no, man. I'm a mature. Not uh, very hip guy. Here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many books where it's like, I have one up here. Fuck content marketing. Oh man. Um, yeah. They're like, if you don't have to use an asterisk in your title of whatever, then it's not, you know, you're not hardcore kind of. Yeah. Um, but that's, there's been a big surge yeah. in that. I don't want to get into it now. I'm just okay. let me front load it here. Oh, um, we'll take a quick break. And we'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> You have to beep that out. Come back, we'll hit this. Okay. It'd be funny just to beep a ton of shit out in this episode yes. for no reason. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So, if you market podcast, obviously we're listening to. We got Dan Nelkin here. Oh, I also want to mention to people how I connected with you. Um, there's a little little humor involved in there and a little seriousness, but um, we're, we're talking to Dan Nelkin about humor and copywriting. You're listening to the If You Market podcast, and we'll be right back. Are you looking for new leads or always in need of quality contacts for your marketing campaigns? But list companies and online tools are the worst, right? Well, then you've got to check out Top Data Search by Mountaintop Data. At Mountaintop Data, we're a team of weird people that actually like getting our hands dirty with sales and marketing data, and we specialize in business contact information. We compile and maintain a database of tens of millions of targeted high-quality business decision makers with emails, phone numbers, mailing address, and all the information you need. Go to topdatasearch.com and request a free account with the promo code IYM1000, like if you market the podcast here, and get a free account with unlimited searches, no seat fees, and 1,000 free record download credits. That's topdatasearch.com. Welcome back to the If You Market podcast. I hope you enjoyed that commercial. Uh, we're here with with Dan Nelkin of uh, Dan Nelkin Creative or of Nelkin Creative. Um, we will not edit that out. Talking That's about right. humor and copywriting, <laughs> using humor in your copywriting. I want to mention basically this episode is a public service episode, uh, helping marketers do better creative in all ways through humor. Yeah. Um, so before the break, I mentioned a couple things. One, I've always wanted to get a comedian on the show, to get a comic copywriter on the show. Um, so I'm really thrilled to have you on. But the way I ended up reaching out to you was um, I saw a post you did on, I believe it was LinkedIn, uh, about the death of a comedian yeah. and um, a comedian that I really love. And I think so many people loved, and now I'm blanking on his name. Um, Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald. There we go. So Norm McDonald dies recently for yeah. this episode. It may be months back, but um, I saw your post on it. I thought it, it was it was funny and reached out to you based on that and just the wanting to have somebody like you on the show, just showing what humor, you know, how it impacts everybody, how much humor there is in all of our lives, even if we don't realize it with people like Norm McDonald. Yeah. And, and all the shows we watch and 
what that brings to people's lives and how you can actually do that in your marketing to some degree. Like your marketing doesn't have to be stuffy and boring. Yeah. So um, just for some context, I shared, I, t- I took a bunch of Norm McDonald's jokes and then I linked them to like copywriting or creative techniques and advertising to show how this is being done. Um, and I, and I gave uh, yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was just techniques. I didn't provide any examples in there. I just kind of shown a light on Norm as a comedian. I loved and, man, made me laugh uh, so much in my life and still will, thanks to YouTube. Um, but that post... I'll, I'll share that link in the uh, link okay. to that post in the show notes too, because it's a great write-up that you did breaking things down. You know, it's, it's like I did it the, the night before. I had an idea because I've been sharing content. I had kind of a structure to it, but it, it blew up and it shows people want to do that. It was like I last saw over... I don't know, 200,000 views on whatever. I had, I had a, my neighbor reached out and said, oh, I had no idea you were uh, LinkedIn famous. So I had no and, idea you were funny. Oh, uh, yeah, or that, yeah. <laughs> well, it's I, kind I, of cheating. I mean, you use Norm MacDonald's I, I know. clips. People, so Sometimes I share examples. Gotta give him and, credit. <laughs> oh, he gets all the credit. And it's funny when I share examples of, of like funny, uh, like ads or whatever people attribute it to me so maybe i'm not that funny but i'm like no i didn't i didn't do it i have done some funny stuff but uh, i didn't do that but the norm mcdonald thing yeah it wasn't wasn't me i think it was how i framed it but people people love that and especially it's like on linkedin it's so boring and people are so stiff yeah. in their best behavior uh, or they have you know how many 20 year old ceos are on linkedin um, I changed my title to chief creative ding dong. Cause I'm like, I, I don't really get work. Out of, I, I, not that I don't care, but I, you know, and someone hired me cause he was looking for a chief creative ding dong. Someone who didn't take himself that if seriously. You're looking for humor. Then yeah, you better not have a super serious. Uh, yeah. I mean, and you could be a, a humor guru also. That would be a, yeah, yeah, that's nice true. <laughs> but I don't even think like the stuff I do is like, I do bring personality to it. I want, and I have more than just humor. And that's the thing I think, like we've said on this, it's having a personality. Humor is one big way to show that personality. It's not my only trick, but I think, you know, I, I do gravitate towards it and why the hell not, you know? So that's how we connected. But uh, then yes. getting to the other thing we we're talking about before the break oh. was swearing. Yeah. Fun. All, all the, uh, all the things that will get you sent to hell in the s- surge of that in marketing yeah. Um, I mean, it has its place in humor. Yeah. A lot of the humor you see, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of swearing it perfectly fine. A lot of people are using it just for impact. We use it for a little combination of the two, but any thoughts on this, this explosion, I attribute it back to the shit. My dad says, um, yeah. I, I mean, I guess it almost forces personality. You're saying mm-hmm. uh, you're jumping off the high dive by swearing. You're saying, yeah. Oh shit. Now I have to have personality and put out some risk because I'm going to drop an F-bomb. Yeah. So there's no point in running this through committee anymore. Well, I think what what brands used to do would be like show like sexy women or scantily clad women to get attention. And I don't think swearing is is that low, but it's kind of, I think you can tell who's authentic uh, and then who's doing it to to be cool or to be edgy. And it's pretty transparent, but I, right. I do think it's a trend. I think uh, I was reading recently an old school movie, Gone with the Wind, when Clark Gable said, uh, uh, frankly, my darling, I don't give a damn. 
that blew up. Like that oh, yeah. was the equivalent of shit. My dad says, and uh, I think, I think I would say social... way worse. I mean, shit. My yeah. dad says, I don't think anyone was like, yeah. Oh, we have to boycott this. This right. person should be yeah. hung now. Uh, gone with <laughs> yeah. the wind saying, right. damn, in a movie theater. They were just yeah. like, quick, get the women out. They can't hear yeah. this. Oh my gosh. Uh, it was a major scandal. Yeah. I, th- I think the swearing too, with, with social media um, opening up and being less censored than TV. Um, I think brands have to compete and not a lot of brands swear, but I think a lot of personal brands do. I also think a lot of that stuff is, is more self-helpy. And so they're trying to appeal to a different audience, someone who would never read a self-help book, the, like, uh, the subtle art of not giving an F. Right. See, I don't even want to say it. I swear normally, but I just feel it can be gratuitous. And some of those books, which I, I've, I've read, it's just every other word. I feel, I feel like it's like a good weapon to have, but it's like the, the gun in your sock kind of, you know, like it's once British in a while. people with the C out. word. Yeah. You, you drop in a C word constantly. It doesn't work anymore. Yes. Sorry, Brits, yes. but you have no idea yes. how much impact that carries here in the States. You yes. get like <laughs> two of those in your life. You guys are every other word. Yeah. yeah. It's no longer sharp. Yeah. Um, so it has its place, it seems, but be careful using it gimmicky or purely to get attention. Yeah. I would just save them. If you really want to emphasize something, it will be much more effective. And if it's, if it's your personality, like, you know, like Gary V he's probably toned down, but uh, yeah, he's still, that's his personality and his tone. And I don't know if it's personality. It probably is now if it wasn't, um, but yeah, that's helped him stand out. For sure. I had to explain this to my eight-year-old daughter yeah. recently. <laughs> but it, the the bad word was stupid because we were listening yeah. to the radio driving and someone said stupid and she's like oh they said a bad word they said a bad and I'd yeah. explain to her that well referring to something that is stupid as stupid isn't a bad word mm-hmm. calling somebody that to be mean it like the context matters how you yeah. it was actually effective it, it, properly used it's okay some bad mm-hmm. words have no place really yeah. and so the 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 emphasis part though i mean we market the shit out of it we use the super terrible word of shit for <laughs> emphasis in that spot we market a whole bunch out of it just doesn't quite yeah the same. It, it feels conversational it's for and, impact and too yes like, uh, yeah so they try to be careful how you use yeah the, it doesn't uh, feel forced it doesn't feel yeah. forced yeah i think um yeah this kind of kind of sets up there's no swearing in it but uh you know with the same attitude one other technique I don't have examples. There, there are some in the book, though, um, for just however much money it costs. I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, finding an, an enemy, and you'll see big big brands do this. Um, and they'll kind of go right at each other, uh, but it's it's like uh, they're two Goliaths. So nobody's really getting hurt, and, and some can say it's, it's good for, for both brands. But small brands can also do this. Uh, but I think the key is you can't, like, calling someone stupid – call something stupid. Um, so if you had a coffee, you could take on sleep or naps or fancy teas. Uh, beer could take on wine where you're not picking on someone oh. or a specific brand. An active brand could take on laziness. So, you know, we so you're talk saying to- pick on something that can't fight back. That's really nice, man. Yeah. I was <laughs> <laughs> um, thinking like, okay, Apple back in the day said we're going after uh, Microsoft, we're yeah. going after, um, mm-hmm. they're the big guy and we're going to make them the bad guy. You're saying this a little bit different in a, in a humor kind of message wise, again, coffee, go after sleep. Yeah. Don't go after the other coffee maker. 
don't say yeah. Folgers is shit. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> you can't, you can't do that. Um, I mean, you, yeah, I would start a war with an inanimate object or a, a concept yeah. or a... yes, yes, and that can give you when you talk. We talked earlier about how to how to be funny. You don't sit down and write. Once you have that, and you know that laziness is our enemy, you'll get ideas, and that will help you be more interesting and have oh, yeah. more personality. Creative seems to flow out of that general concept. Yeah, funny. yeah. What's the enemy that your product defeats? Great. Start a war with it. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's, it's also good. Some, some, some brands uh, and people will do it, you know, to have an enemy for yourself. If it's like creating content, if it's having excuses, anytime it just, it just impacts you. Anytime you have an excuse, I don't have time. I don't have this. And then you've named that as an enemy. It's going to help you get over it. You'll develop that. Some companies um, will have a list. I've seen one, there was an ad agency, you know, they were like enemy complacency was an enemy. Um, they had a list of them and they're crushing it. So right. yeah, it could be good personally too. Gives uh, you good copy lines and highlights the problem your product solves, which is what you should be doing frequently yeah. with your marketing, unless you're yeah. a commodity and then just go pure funny. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, I, one more, actually, I got two more. I'll do these kind of quickly is embracing, embracing your dirt and kind of being self-deprecating. So this is when you can list, these are the things almost, you don't want customers to know they're your flaws or, or they're the negative things people think about your product, um, or why they, why they won't buy it. Because once you embrace your dirt and you call that out, you cancel out the reason why they won't buy it. And you kind of give them a reason to consider why they should. You're just it's getting kind of like a Eminem rap battle hundred uh, percent type thing where you're just like, well, now you can't attack me about that. Cause I did it first. Yeah. Funny. I first, uh, I've heard Gary V use that example and I did, I did put it in and, and reference it. I think he got that from me. I bet it was you. Yes. Yeah, just no, that's now. right. I, mean, I, I think he said, it. yeah. He knew I was going to say that. Yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll give some examples. There's uh, Roku, uh, the streaming service. Uh, here's uh, an example of them embracing their dirt. Uh, Americans watch five hours of TV a day. We can do better. Um, <laughs> or there's another one. That's one full season per night is all we ask. Um, and there's, there's this great Hans Brinker, this budget. Hans Brinker Budget Hotel is actually their name. They're in Amsterdam. I think it's a complete uh, shithole and, and they fully embrace that. So they have a lot of amazing headlines. Uh, one of them is uh, free wireless available with uh, the neighbor's password. <laughs> this, uh, a good one. Yeah. Back to the Jack in the box uh, pointing at their stoner clientele yeah. kind of and making fun of them. Yeah. Ordering 50 tacos or whatever they're buying. <laughs> yeah. Cause there's, it's, it's when you do this, you know, there's a truth in it but it's not true. They have Wi-Fi and they're making fun of themselves. And, uh, um, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to do two more for this. There's a Saskatoon steakhouse in, in South Carolina. Um, and they kind of, obviously they wild game and they're very meaty. Uh, so vegetarians will not like them and uh, they're okay with that. Clearly. Uh, there's plenty of room for all God's creatures right next to the mashed potatoes. Hmm. is a, a line uh, conserve wildlife today so there's more to eat tomorrow which is kind of nice and funny and then uh let's go oh yeah we did that hmm. one let's say We're, don't be worried that shows kind of the don't be worried about offending the people yes. who are never going to buy your product by like conviction yeah because i think a lot of times marketing is watered down because we're trying to appeal to people who will never buy our product anyways. 
Okay. And, but maybe be careful, like if you're selling a candy bar, it's yeah. like because you don't have diabetes yet, might not <laughs> be the best, although fun uh, way to pitch it. Um, uh, that's when you comedy went too far. Pull it back. I am meeting with a candy bar company tomorrow. Pitch I them will. that one. It's, I'll, I'll give okay. it to you. <laughs> I will give you credit for that. Give them your opening pitch with that. And then whatever yeah. you say afterward, they'll be like, we like the second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It'll sell it for sure. Uh, okay. I, I got one last one, which is very similar um, to kind of em- embracing your do- dirt. Uh, it's just being refreshingly honest. So this is different from, from honesty. Um, there was a, a hypo, hypo Swiss. It's a private bank. Uh, we like our clients because of their money. They like us because of our honesty. Uh, that's a little bit on the nose. But it does build trust when you are refreshingly honest like that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna end this. Oh no, I'm gonna end it on one of mine. This example anyway. Volkswagen. We had brought them up earlier as a good example. They have a little car. It's like a kind of little smart car called the Volkswagen Up. Uh, it's very like unassuming. There's nothing too fancy about it. And one of their headlines: uh, This car will help you up, up the corporate ladder. Just drive it to work early and work really hard. Um, and they had a series of lines like that, that were so awesome. Um, and then, uh, I, I often do for my newsletter because I, I never really wanted a newsletter. People were like, I miss your posts. You should have a newsletter. Uh, so I just started to tag these articles I was writing. Let's say to subscribe. Twitter is for people who other people want them to write a newsletter, but they don't want to you yeah, just yeah. Do a newsletter tweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I used to say, you know, subscribe to to this newsletter, I may never start uh, at, at this uh, kind of whatever URL. And so pe- people were doing it. And then I thought, well, now I guess I have to start it. But I know the reason I didn't want one is because I unsubscribed to them because they all at some point get too salesy or, or veer off. Of, of I'll give you another one now. Well, I think we'll put this for our newsletter. Subscribe to this newsletter so we can have your email. <laughs> yeah, there <Okay>. you go. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I always say become a future unsubscriber or uh, something like that. I just embrace it and people know it. There is a truth in it. It's refreshing the honesty. If you they don't know put your email gonna... here, you can never unsubscribe. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, the journey to unsubscribing starts here. Um, all stuff I, I've used. Um, so yeah, those are, I, I have, I'm not trying to sell the book when I say this, but may, maybe I am. What's wrong Where's, with that? Let's sell a book, man. You were, don't write a book to not sell it. Come on. It's okay yeah, to okay. sell stuff on the show. That's shelf. true. In fact, you know, people in average- you. Oh, I know. So we'll people, spend all the time on the book. Okay. People in advertising, I think, or people who build websites, uh, I think are horrible at doing the same for themselves. Um, there's a guy actually a few years ago, I reached out to redo my website, a designer. He built websites and his website said under construction. And uh, I was like, what the hell? He's like, I've never been busier. So I'm just not going to do it. So I, was, I was so inspired. I still don't have one to this day. I have all it is, is a subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, one of the best, event booths i've ever seen um was unintentional i believe mm-hmm. uh and it because the brand was something like always present or something like that that was mm-hmm. and they didn't make it to the event so it was an empty <laughs> that just had like the generic white n- name up in black text placeholder there for when they come and actually uh, set up wow. and everybody was coming by taking pictures with the booth yeah, like awesome. oh look how funny this is look how i run and i was like man i think they got more out of this event by not showing up yeah that's when a pun a pun really works there <laughs> unintentionally yeah yep. yeah at evernorth health services we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best it's possible 
pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So sorry, I cut you off there. No, no. Um, I don't know what I was saying. I was talking, I was selling my book. Yeah, let's sell your, by the way. So we're getting to the end here. Let's sell your book. Yeah, you yeah. got a book coming out. The stuff we've been talking about here, your book is all about headlines, right? Yeah. Yeah. So about, around a bit, but a lot of headline talk. Yeah, a lot of headline talk. Uh, but I, I think the foundation um, to writing, like I said at the beginning, is thinking. And so I provide a foundation. I've really dumbed it down. I think I've said it's like the dumbest book ever written on, uh, on copywriting. So it, it's my tar- the target was copywriters because I know they struggle with uh you know, self-doubt and there's not a lot, uh, I think a lot of creative people do. There's not a lot out there um, to help build craft in a way that's just dumb. Uh, and I really broke it down. And so I think in doing that, um, it, it also will help anyone who, you know, if you have to write more for your brand um, or whatever your dating profile, <laughs> it will help you uh, be a better writer. So, I don't I would, know, over I 200 examples. That, two things. One, yep. get Dan's book. Two, take an yeah. improv class. I think improv classes are great. I've recommended this before for, for people for copywriting and humor in, in general. And if you want to, maybe you still chance to, to retitle your book here. Yeah. Something a like swear word. A swear how word. to, for shit's sake, how yeah. to, how to make people think you're funny and smart. Um, <laughs> like you say, there's all these examples type of stuff we've been talking about, but the techniques you've given um, again, people think either you already think you're funny, but deep down inside, you know, you could be a lot funnier, um, or you don't think you're funny and would like to be able to having these actual techniques, like the ones you've gone over some of yours here yeah. are really, and some you'll be like, oh yeah, I wrote something good once and it did that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's why you can actually don't feel like you have to pull it out of a hat to be funny. Yeah. The comedians have formulas they use. They have techniques they use. They have things you go fall back on to make sure things land. You still yeah. got to come up with the concept and the good little things. And you got to come up with 200 of them to find a, a couple good ones. Yeah. Um, I think your book would be a great start for people. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. Or a great finish or great anywhere along the path for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is a good spot to wrap it up here. Um, we're talking with Dan Nelkin. I'm going to have all the notes on the, um, on the show notes here and don't worry the sound in the background there we're gonna edit you out right now uh-uh. me talking so nobody will even know what the hell i'm talking about uh- <laughs> it's my daughter and my uh, in-laws coming back with my uh, daughter there so the go. show crash in the party we'll have um uh, links to you anywhere you want people to find you you want them to go to your blank website where can we where can we do blank it? website uh i would go it's nelkincreative.com uh i think the best place right now too is probably linkedin if you're not on linkedin just go to my website um and uh yeah i think those are the two best places to find me uh right now i would say if you're not on linkedin why are you listening to a b2b marketing podcast <laughs> for god's sake even yeah. just for the, the humor of it go create a linkedin profile yeah. on there yeah um, exactly and we'll have a link to our mcdonald post read that one it's great yeah, yeah. great post there um we'll have a link to your book too it'll be out by the time by the time we air this anyway yeah and um yeah on behalf of the if you market team here and um, Dan Nelkin of Nelkin creative. Thank you for listening to the, if you market podcast where we believe if you market the shit out of it with humor, they will come. Thanks guy.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>